The first reading this morning will be found on page 126 in the New Testament end of the Bible. Oh, is it? Sorry. I beg your pardon. I'm not reading from that. Can you say it again? 1127. Sorry. Oh. Thank you, Lord. 1126, okay. The reading is from Timothy. I love these letters. There's such a sense of immediacy about them. So, the first letter to Timothy, chapter 1, reading from verse uh, 12 to 17. The Lord's grace to Paul. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he has considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason... I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. If you're able, will you please stand for the gospel? And I've probably got the page wrong for that too, so you'll have to bear with me. It's from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. It's the parable of the lost sheep. Chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees, teachers of the law, all muttered. They muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep. And loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, 
that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Lord, take the words that I believe you have given me and fill them with your glory. Amen. I don't know how many of you know this chorus. If you do, sing it with me. I was lost, but Jesus found me, found the sheep that went astray. Put his loving arms around me, drew me back into his way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, you may not have heard or sung those words before, but you will certainly have heard and sung these words. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Then if, like me, during your lifetime you have been to large evangelistic rallies and crusades and other Christian gatherings and seen hundreds of people uh, of all ages give their lives to Christ. You may have also uh, sung the, the hymn which includes this verse. Once I was lost in sin's degradation. Jesus came down to bring me salvation. Lifted me up from sorrow and shame. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. But how about these words? Because these are the words of Jesus himself. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That which was lost. Jesus couldn't have made his purpose of his coming into the world any plainer, could he? Jesus is our Savior and Lord. And until we acknowledge him as such, 
and invite him into our lives as such, we were lost. We were lost. And if you have never invited him into your life, then you need to do so. You need to ask Jesus to come into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. In this context, the word lost simply means you are in the wrong place. You are not where God wants you to be, which is in a relationship with him, a relationship which is eternal. Before we take a look at, a, at our gospel reading this morning, put up your hand if you've ever lost something of great value to you, something very precious to you, something of great importance to you. Well, a few of you are, remember doing it. Put your hands up again if you eventually found what you had lost. But put up your hands if you have never found something that you have lost. A few weeks ago, I lost my, my camera with all the photographs on it of my recent trip to Australia, New Zealand, and later uh, to the Czech Republic. I found it. I found it at the police station. <laughs> exactly where I'd taken it and left it, but had forgotten that I'd done so. Lost and found. But over the years, I've actually lost two wedding rings. One on the shingle beach at Eastbourne. Imagine going through the patch around you when you've been on the beach and trying to find the, the ring. I'm sure every time I moved the stones, it, it, it just went deeper and deeper and deeper. But, but after two days, I went along to the uh, police station and said, excuse me, I have lost my wedding ring. Has anybody brought it in? The guy said, look at this. And he handed me a box with at least 150 <laughs> rings in it and said, sort through that lot and see if it's there. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I've never, I've never found it. On the other occasion, it was over the years, um, I lost uh, my ring, which I think ended up in a wheelie bin. Because I remember uh, uh, putting rubbish into a wheelie bin in a bit of a hurry because I could hear the dustman coming along the road and I wanted to get the bin out to him. And then when it had gone, I suddenly realized I hadn't got my wedding ring. And of course, lost, but never found. Lost, but never found. Our two parables come under the, the first category, lost and found. And if you have your Bibles open, you will see that you have tax collectors and others of doubtful reputation hanging around Jesus, wanting to listen to what he has to say. And Pharisees and religious scholars who are not pleased with Jesus because he, he welcomes sinners 
He eats with them and treats them as his friends. Put simply, Jesus attracted sinners while the Pharisees repelled them. It's their grumbling which triggers the telling of these parables. One about lost sheep, which would catch the interest of the men and the boys listening, and one about a lost coin from a wedding necklace to capture the interest of the women and girls. The sheep was lost because of its own foolishness. It, it strayed away from the flock and finds itself in trouble and possibly in danger. The shepherd was responsible for each sheep. If one went missing and got killed, the shepherd had to pay for it, unless he can prove that it, that it had been killed by a predator. In other words, it was the shepherd's job to go and search for it, and if he found it alive, to carry it back to rejoin the flock. If the, shep if the sheep realized it was in danger, it would begin bleating and actually make it that bit easier for the shepherd to trace it, to rescue it, and return it with the other sheep. Those that had been remained with possibly a, a shepherd boy or maybe perhaps a, uh, a villager, because often the whole village owned a flock of sheep and not just one. Uh, individual. The thing is that it, that it had been found and saved. But the thing that we Jesus tells us that there was great joy on the part of the shepherds as well as all his friends and neighbors. Just imagine the celebration. I found it. I found it. Look, here it is, alive. Well, imagine the rejoicing, yes, and the shouting, the singing, and possibly the feasting. But, but, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. So imagine that. Imagine the angels and the archangels. If people here on earth are having a whoopee, just think what it must be like in heaven when one, one person, just one person is saved. And did you know that there are something like 80, 90,000 people a day coming to Christ worldwide? So 80 or 90,000 times a day, the angels and the arch archangels are having a whoopee. Isn't that exciting? What a sound that must be. What would be your reaction if a relative, a friend, a neighbor, or stranger were 
to stand up. Yes, even right now, here in this place, and tell you that that moment, this morning, they had surrendered the power of God. It could happen any time this week. What would be your reaction? Especially if you had been praying for that person to be saved. And you may have been praying for days, weeks, months, or many, many years. Friends, keep on praying. Keep on praying for that person to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the sheep was lost because of its foolishness, its decision to wander off from the rest of the flock. The coin was lost because of carelessness, exactly the way I lost my camera. When a Jewish girl married, she began to wear a, a, a headband of ten silver coins to signify that she was now someone's wife. It would be considered a calamity to lose one of those coins, as it was when I lost my wedding ring. Although I seem to remember Dorothy was very understanding and patient. Just think how desperate the woman must have been to find that lost coin. What was her husband going to say? What would her family say? What would her friends say if she couldn't find it? So she put every effort she could into searching for it, as the parable indicates. And she finds it. And again, everybody begins rejoicing. Everyone she knows joins in the celebration. Celebrate with me. I found my lost coin, she says. Count on it. That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. Sheep belong with the flock. Cha coins, in this case, belong on a chain. Lost sinners belong in fellowship with God. That's where we, long, we belong. That's where God wants each and every person born into this world to be. Whilst we can't lose our salvation once saved, always saved, if I believe, whenever we sin, our, our fellowship with God needs to be restored. And it is when we confess our sins that he is faithful and just 
and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's the assurance we have uh, from the scriptures. So when we sin, when we wander away from God, when we are lost, God works in our lives to bring us back to himself. Because being out of fellowship with God means we are out of service for God. You see, a lost sheep is of no value to a shepherd. A, a lost coin is of no value to its owner. A lost sinner cannot enjoy the closeness with God that God wants each of us to have. The idea of being lost applies not only to our salvation, but to our discipleship after we are saved. I don't believe that it is uh, any accident uh, that this parable, these parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin and, of course, the lost son comes after the chapter on the cost of discipleship because I believe that it has as much to do about our discipleship as our salvation. The, the scribes and Pharisees uh, were, were shocked and offended because there was no place in their legalistic theology for a God who actually searched for lost sinners to bring them to himself or bring them back to himself. I remember the joy in my own heart and life when 66 years ago, the Lord found me and I gave my life to him. With that joy came the desire to find other lost souls and bring them back to the Savior. And that is still my desire. I still have a passion to see people come to the Lord. Do you? Hopefully it is your desire and longing too. John Wesley once said, the church has nothing else to do but to save souls. The church has nothing else to do but to save souls. The aim of every activity in the life of every Christian and the aim of every activity in the life of every church should be to save the lost, to help and encourage people to be found by Jesus. My friends, there are hundreds of people in Whitstable alone who need to be found because they are lost. And that is our job. Jesus has found us in order that we might find other people or share in that work with him of finding other people. Remember, Jesus, the Son of Man, came to seek and to save that which was lost. So, do you have that longing in your heart? To hear many more people 
maybe relatives, friends, neighbors say, I was lost, but now am found. To say, now I belong to Jesus. And Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity.